Hi, this is Chris Kotnor, executive producer of the DSR Network's family of podcasts. I wanted to tell you about an exciting opportunity we have for a podcast producer. Our ideal applicant will have a deep interest and background in international and domestic issues, podcast production experience, and our desire to help grow the podcast. The person will also take the lead on promoting programming on social media and potentially could co-host podcasts, must be comfortable working with very high-level guests worldwide, including current government officials, strong academic background in political science, international affairs, or public policy required, excellent writing skills, a familiarity with WordPress, the Riverside podcasting platform, and a willingness to do whatever it takes is essential. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, please email us at info at the dsrnetwork.com. That's info at the dsrnetwork.com. Thank you. We're excited to share that the following offer has been extended through the end of the week. We hope you become a member today. Tuesday, February 28th marks one year since we launched the DSR Daily Brief. We're showing our thanks by providing you with our best sale price ever on membership. From now through March 4th, visit the dsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DAILYBRIEF to receive 50% off our regular membership price of $50 per year or $5 per month. Members receive access to bonus content, an ad-free listening experience, exclusive blog posts, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. This is a one-time only offer, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DAILYBRIEF to receive 50% off. Thank you for your support. It's March 17th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. Chris Kotnor is out on special assignment. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The Straits Times is reporting that Poland will send four Soviet-era fighter jets to Ukraine in the coming days as the nation moves ahead with deliveries to bolster Kyiv's air power, President Andrzej Duda said. The decision has been made and more MiG-29 models currently under maintenance are on the way, Mr. Duda told reporters in Warsaw yesterday. The Polish government said this week that several allies had also signaled readiness to send such aircraft, with Slovakia on Wednesday saying it was prepared to dispatch MiGs. No other allies have yet come forward with a contribution pledge. Other NATO members with MiG-29 jets in their inventories include Bulgaria, Croatia, and Romania. China's President Xi Jinping will travel to Moscow next week to hold talks with Russian President Vladimir Putin, officials say, according to the BBC. The visit comes as Beijing, an ally of Russia, has offered proposals to end the war in Ukraine to which the West has given a lukewarm reception. 
a number of important bilateral documents are expected to be signed at the meeting. U.S. media reported earlier this morning that Mr. Xi will speak virtually with Mr. Zelensky after his visit to Russia, but this has yet to be confirmed. The New York Times is reporting that an international team of virus experts said yesterday that they had found genetic data from a market in Wuhan, China, linking the coronavirus with raccoon dogs for sale there, adding evidence to the case that the worst pandemic in a century could have been ignited by an infected animal that was being dealt through the illegal wildlife trade. The genetic data was drawn from swabs taken from in and around the Huanan Seafood Wholesale Market starting in January 2020, shortly after the Chinese authorities had shut down the market because of suspicions that it was linked to the outbreak of a new virus. By then, the animals had been cleared out, but researchers swabbed walls, floors, metal cages, and carts often used for transporting animal cages. In samples that came back positive for the coronavirus, the international research team found genetic material belonging to animals, including large amounts that were a match for the raccoon dog, three scientists involved in the analysis said. The jumbling together of genetic material from the virus and the animal does not prove that a raccoon dog itself was infected. And even if a raccoon dog had been infected, it would not be clear that the animal had spread the virus to people. Another animal could have passed the virus to people, or someone infected with the virus could have spread the virus to a raccoon dog. We'll continue to follow this story. Elsewhere, according to The Guardian, the French government has used controversial special constitutional powers to force through a rise in the pension age amid chaotic scenes in Parliament. The President Emmanuel Macron took a last-minute decision to avoid a parliamentary vote and instead pushed through his unpopular plan to raise the pension age from 62 to 64. Minutes before MPs in the lower house were to vote, Macron was still holding a series of frantic meetings with senior political figures and suddenly chose to use special powers instead of risking a vote, which he appeared poised to lose. Macron had told cabinet members that the financial risks were too great if the law had been rejected by MPs. Shortly afterwards, Thousands of people gathered in a spontaneous protest at Plaza de la Concorde in the center of the city, as trade unions promised to intensify the strikes and street demonstrations that have taken place since January. The head of the hardline CGT union, Philippe Martinez, said forcing through the law shows contempt towards the people. North Korea has confirmed it fired an intercontinental ballistic missile and that it was the Hwasong-17, known as the country's monster missile. Al Jazeera reports that the launch of the banned missile was detected by neighbors South Korea and Japan yesterday 
hours before South Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol was due to fly to Tokyo for a summit with Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida. It was the latest in a series of weapons tests that have coincided with Freedom Shield, the large-scale joint military exercises between the U.S. and South Korea that began on Monday and that Pyongyang regards as a rehearsal for invasion. Confirming the ICBM test earlier this morning, North Korea's state media said it was intended to demonstrate a tough response posture and was a response to the provocative and aggressive military drills. Deutsche Welle reports that just a few hours after the International Atomic Energy Agency sounded the alarm about some 2.5 metric tons of uranium unaccounted for in Libya, the country's eastern rebel military claimed to have located them again. Libya's self-declared Eastern Army, which controls the eastern parts of the country under the leadership of Army General Khalifa Haftar, yesterday said that the 10 missing drums of natural, not enriched, uranium had been recovered near the border to Chad. IAEA Director Rafael Grossi had earlier told the organization's member states that inspectors found the 10 drums were not present as previously declared at the unspecified location. The missing drums were believed to have been stolen by Chadian forces who mistook them for ammunition or weapons, then abandoned them when they realized the drums were of little use. According to the AP, Rescue operations at a coal mine in central Colombia that collapsed earlier this week ended yesterday, and officials said the accident had left 21 workers dead. The mine collapsed late Tuesday following an explosion that blocked several of its entrances. Rescue teams worked nonstop for more than 30 hours to find survivors and retrieve bodies. Colombian Minister of Mines Irene Velez said yesterday that the explosion was caused by methane inside the mine. She said the complex would remain closed until officials investigate how the explosion occurred. In lighter news from the UPI, border agents at the port of Cincinnati discovered a package filled with $67,830 worth of gold in a shipment heading for Hong Kong with a declared value of $125, officials said on Wednesday. U.S. Customs and Border Protection said officers selected a package for an X-ray examination on March 9th. The package originated from San Francisco and was addressed to Hong Kong in China. It was declared to contain clothing valued at $125. After noting density anomalies during the x-ray screening, officers opened the shipment and found four gold bars and a box of loose gold concealed within articles of clothing, the agency said in a statement. The agency said filing misleading export information 
can lead to civil or criminal penalties and prosecution. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topical correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Adrian Shabazz, Vice President of Research and Analysis at Freedom House, about their Freedom in the World report. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.